You are now listening to the Rough and Tumble Podcast. Still one of my favorite things to listen to. Mine too. Um, so I'm committing us right now to we will not be doing any more episodes that are that are numbered. We're not okay. going to do episode one, episode two, episode three, because uh, we're at episode. This is episode twenty four right now. Yes. But I'm going to commit us to from now on. We're either going to have a guest or a topic. Okay. And today's topic is the deadliest man alive. That is no longer alive. Uh, that was alive, dude. He died at 36. I was reading about that. <laughs> I know. I'm 36. It was like shockingly <laughs> I know. quick after everything went down. We're talking about Count Rafael Dante, Juan Dante, Juan Dante, and or the, uh, the Chicago Dojo Wars. Yeah. So um, I expected a lot more out of the Dojo Wars, honestly. Um, when I started looking into the topic and stuff, I expected there to be like more firebombs and less uh I, like I, I i honestly thought i was gonna see like some serious like some gracie stuff you know like the old gracie uh like they dojo storms up. you know yeah yeah yeah. they had some they uh, had some dojo storms yeah. i saw them well <laughs> they just weren't nearly as effective not only that they, my favorite part was and we'll get to it here later in the episode but they just pretended to be cops and they walked in and they're like, you're all under arrest and then start beating their asses. <laughs> like, that's <laughs> Not even just like cops. So, And then I heard of another one where they just got on each other's shoulders with trench coats and then tried to get into movies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Count Juan Rafael Dante. We got to give a shout out uh, to Stephanie because yes. she, our, uh, one of our biggest assets now is... Uh, She's doing research. She printed us off all these notes, uh, and they're beautiful. I love them. We can keep up with what we're doing. We can look at, we can look at his face, his silly, stupid face with those so eyes. So was you think he was he? Ooh, they penetrate, dude. Here's we'll the thing at, about looking at this picture. Just look at him for a little while. He looks an awful lot like the. Um, he has the same facial hair as I think it was either in sync or. No, no. Get, I'll give you a minute because I, I know, you know what I'm talking I about. I know what it is, but go ahead. Keep trying to guess. Because I, it, it, I thought it was from one of the boy bands. I want to see if you get if you get where I'm. I've been getting. You thinking I'm, a boy band? You got a microphone? You can say it. You can say it. If it's a boy band, I'm not remember? thinking a boy band. You, you already. Know. I'm we thinking of a boy band. It. Is it? Uh, it it no, also it's also the same. Uh, it's also the same facial hair as. That Andy Samberg had in uh, with Justin Timberlake in Oh yeah, yeah, with he Dick kinda, in a Box. He kind of did. So here, uh, remember the remember uh, don't mess with the Zohan with Adam Sandler. Yeah, you remember? Did he have the same hair? facial hair? Yeah. Did he really? He, like he like would kick ass and everything. He did. Here's kick. the best part. What about if he this was whole story? Is this guy was a hairdresser? I know. I saw that. This guy was a hair. That was like he he, he like you want you want. I wonder if. 
that's a very strong relation between these it two really stories. could be it could be like a uh maybe he heard the story and was, it was like, like it's too goofy we got to come up with that he what also went in a much different direction <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe maybe he couldn't get the rights to the whole story yeah, um, no, because so I like, can only imagine what inspired by. I'll bet you. I guess the they couldn't. Of that. I guess you couldn't afford the uh, two hundred and fifty dollars that it would have taken to pay off his estate to do a movie about him. Yeah, but I bet you, if you, um, if you like, I don't remember what I was gonna say about it. I can't tell. Whatever. His hair looks like it's it's like froish, but he was Italian. I don't really see any good pictures. So, yeah, yeah he was. No, no, no. He was. Uh, he was Irish. Yeah, no, he was Italian. Uh, what? Yeah, that's why he changed his name to uh, no, Juan dude. Rafael Dante. <laughs> no, I'm telling you. No, that's what he claimed that it was. You're the problem, man. Oh, it does say right problem. here. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I was reading fake it. news, Mitch, over here. I see where you, I see where you're getting at. His, I know his family was an Irish American family. Yeah. Um, oh, okay, I got you. <laughs> he changed his name. <laughs> To count Juan Rafael Dante, um, to try to uh, f- fuck if I know he claimed that he was yeah from from Italy. Spain Spain that's what it was Spain yeah I don't know what does he oh and uh, that uh, his family changed their name when they moved over yeah, here yeah see I knew I was and wrong. he wanted to take his his rightful right heir as the count that's my uh, that's my joy everybody calm down <laughs> <laughs> um, he wanted to take his his rightful heir. I thought I was vibrating. Yeah. Oh, there's those, uh, the ads that I was talking yeah, about. Yeah, out of the comic book. So he, let's, so let's kind of give some some uh, background on this guy, right? So he was born in Chicago, born and raised in Chicago uh, to a family of Irish immigrants, apparently, who were apparently from Spain. And uh, he did grow up doing some martial arts, though. He grew up boxing, boxing and doing right? karate. Yeah, and doing uh, doing karate. He was in the arm. He was no, he's in the Marines for a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it is, it is, it is. What? Yeah, somebody, somebody's already done it. You're right. Yeah, look right there, the Zohan, and then like oh, Dante. Shit. Somebody's already compared on, on oh, Tumblr. Oh hell guess. yeah! Look, can we go to their Tumblr? Is Tumblr still a thing? Did that? Is that, are we just going to see a bunch of wieners if we go to Tumblr? I remember oh, there's a lot of girls that I know yeah. that would put their nudes on Tumblr. Oh, I know. I That's why I was asking the question. My I tattoo artist was the one that was like, there. he was the one that told me, he's like, bro, you got to get on Tumblr. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know what, ha- why, what happened with Tumblr where girls were like, well, I should be naked on this I guess site. this is a good place to express my nakedness. Well, we're not signing up for Tumblr. I guess girls can do that on Pornhub, but they, they don't. But it's no. like a little bit more drastic. I think none that I know. I think there's a, more of a process to do it on Pornhub. I went to school with a girl that is now a sex worker. I went to school with a girl and who did softcore porn. Yeah. She was our valedictorian too. Not even making that up, dude. That's like the most exciting thing that mm-hmm. I can possibly think of. Is, dude, if somebody told you, "Hey, dude, I found a porno of Johnny, like mm-hmm. full porno, production value, everything," mm-hmm. you'd be like. Yeah, dude, fucking pull it up. Yeah, let's you watch know, it. Like you have to watch it. Of course, I'm gonna watch it. I'd I'd watch any anybody I know. Absolutely, mm-hmm. as, as outside of my family members. And even then, it just if depends it was on like the family. 1970s production quality, like actual porno. I might. If it was like here's yeah. a sex tape, you're like, no, fuck off. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to watch. Porno, I don't like, watch. I don't want to watch my. What are you doing, Dad? My What's dad's up with shaky that camera hand. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I would 
any one of my friends, I would I would absolutely watch their their production quality. You know what's out. funny about homemade porns back in those days? We were talking about it. Um, it was always like, I guess VHS tapes were so expensive that you always had to accidentally record over a family vacation to make your sex tape. Oh yeah, well yeah, like, so like it, it, they were. I, I think they were like more like batteries, like. Like I took the batteries out of one of the to put it into something else. Another one, you know, they're like, "Oh, go grab a VHS type." Because it was, yeah, because it was always, it was always like right in the middle of like your brother's fifth birthday, and everybody's watching. As soon as he goes to blow the cake out, all of a sudden it's your mom just getting railed in the ass. (laughs) Well, not your like the metaphorical mom. (laughs) The metaphorical mom. (laughs) So, uh, homeboy charged twenty bucks a month, and he. He, but you know what? He was the which was uh, still considered expensive back then. He and this was 1970s, 1960s, 1970s karate. Mm-hmm. He was the head of uh, the the cor- it was what was it? The World Karate Association? yeah, the United States Karate Association. Yeah. What the? Oh. So he was the Midwest director for the United States Karate Association up until 1962. And then after that, he left the organization, and then. Um, a that, new World Karate Federation was formed, but it was it was not associated with this guy. So it sounds like though, if he's running a karate gym, he, he was running two. He had run. He he had the credentials in that world. Yeah, go for it. He yeah. had the credentials in that world to um to charge a little bit more than everybody else. Wouldn't Stephanie, how much would how much would twenty dollars be? Oh yeah, look that up. Look up how much twenty dollars would be in nineteen sixty. Dude, imagine if that's what gyms cost now. I mean, dude, a jiu-jitsu gym is pricey. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, I'm the. Uh, I can't afford to train jiu-jitsu. From what I understand, I think I'm the cheapest in town. I would not doubt it. And like, I still I'm like, in Conway damn. or like in the area. You're probably in, one of the cheaper in, in the area too. Um, and I'm still, th- I still think like, damn, dude, people pay me like mm-hmm. that much money to do this. Uh, but yeah, it's it's wild. Yeah, so that's what it was. So because he ran two dojos, so. And around that time, 1964, there were 13 dojos, and he ran two of them. So that's even bigger if you think about it. 13 in the world? No, 13 in the city of Chicago. That's not that many. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. that's And he ran two of them. So $20 in 1960, we're still waiting. Um, But imagine that. So it's 1960. You run an academy. I run, I ran an academy. Oh, it's $173. Is that what it says? Yeah. $173. So see, that's fool. about right. Wow, dude. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of money. So about 170 bucks is what he was charging a okay, month. Okay, but again, dude, how much do you think Marcelo Gracie is charging? You know oh, Marcelo's like, charging $250, $300. Enzo Gracie, they're, they're yeah, charging a absolutely. lot of money. He's in Chicago. Mm-hmm. He's the head of the World United States Karate Association. He was also a snappy dresser. He, uh, he, dude, he looks fucking dope, dude. He looks he was like super dope. He looks like the flame job on the side of a car. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's just a walking flame job. Yeah, <laughs> dude, he's just staring into my soul. I can't stop looking at. His I think his eyes are blue because even if it's a black and white photo. His eyes look. Dante, you stop that. Um, <laughs> He was in the Spanish Civil War. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I heard I'm it. just going to read off words that I see. <laughs> so, and then put sentences yeah. together. Uh, he's a comic book artist. Uh, founder of the Black Dragon Fighting Society. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. 
Um, no, so $175, I don't think that is that much. Well, I think it's a lot. If, if, but then if you, then you think about $175. Now, if you're living in Chicago, mm-hmm. well, that wouldn't be that much. Yeah, no, but you know, now. It's, but that's, that's the thing. Like now it would be, if you went to the gym in Chicago. But the, the cost of living in Chicago has gone up since then. Right. So, I would imagine it would be higher than mm-hmm. it is in the rest of the country. Yeah, I guess if you... I, I see what you're saying. You're saying be, that considering it was Chicago, mm-hmm. 175 is a lot here in Arkansas. 175 in a city like Chicago, Los Angeles, New York. I, I see what you're the, saying. One of, apparently one of the yeah. experts of his, of his yeah. uh, craft at the time. And that's the thing, man, is this dude was legit. Like, it wasn't... He it wasn't, didn't sound like he really needed to, yeah. to boast or go on about it. No, and what I thought was interesting is there's a lot of parallels between this guy and what the Gracies were doing. Now, obviously, the Gracies were doing it in the 30s and 40s, not in the 60s, as far as like in Brazil. You know, when they came to America, it was different. But if you read through, he starts talking about how he basically got pissed off because he felt that he didn't like the way the direction of mar- martial arts were going. He said it was too flashy, too whatever. He wanted it to be more um, street, def- street street self defense uh, techniques. Yeah, and man. so yeah, that's what he was saying. So basically, he said uh, he felt the effectiveness of being uh, the, uh, began developing his own style. So he didn't the traditional karate stuff was getting too much woo. What cracks me the fuck up about this is this is the deadliest man alive. Mm-hmm. Deadliest man alive. Deadliest it, man alive. He's learning street effective techniques. He's creating his, them. His tactic is. Uh, is take out another dojo with dynamite. They type they tape That's dynamite true. to the building. They did. They did. Like <laughs> what? Well, he's the name of it. So he created the streets street effectiveness style and called it Dante. I'm probably Which pronouncing that wrong. Name. I know like, it's just what his the name. fuck, dude. <laughs> I just realized like, that. <laughs> just try. Try a little bit. Oh my god, I just realized that. What if I what if I had a style? It was John E. John it was, hyphen E. No, no, it was J-O-N hyphen N-I. John Nee. Oh, that's like Young Z. Remember you guys thought it was a rapper, but he was actually a Taekwondo guy. <laughs> yeah. Um I just realized that that was his name. <laughs> I didn't even so pick up stupid. on it. So stupid. Oh, Which yeah. Which apparently, like, so I read in one, I read in one article that they thought that uh, he got his name from somebody of the Count of Monte Cristo, like a character. Yeah, yeah. In the in this stuff that we were reading through here, Count um, Dante. He lived on like Dante Street, or his dojo was on Dante Street. Like, no, his dojo wasn't on Dante Street. No. It I'm was telling a, you. It was a school. It was on Rush. You can move that. Okay. Yeah. You it got was, control, bro. There was a school down the road that was uh, on Dante Street. It was oh, Mount, okay. Car- Mount, Mount, Carmel. Mount Carmel is Mount where he went Carmel. to high school. That's where he went to school. Okay, well, that was on Dante Street. Mm. That's where oh, okay, so it was high school. What a, what a loser. If this guy's a loser. what I... <laughs> you did pin out a whole book though <laughs> it's true we're going we're going through I it did read that book by did the you way. good job i watched videos i so was pra- just I'm practically uh, an expert i was just reading it while i was driving i eyewitness testimony <laughs> um, but uh but yeah so so he did call it dan hyphen t system which supposedly meant dance of death 
or sometimes called the Cata Dante. Or also the street that I went to high school on. <laughs> also, and I daydreamed it. this up in math class. <laughs> yeah. What if I made up a style called Dante? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so stupid, dude. Oh, um, my God. But if you, so he eventually wanted to get that system out there, just like the Gracies did, right? You got to go out there. It's all about advertising, right? So the Gracies yeah. did Dojo Storms. They created the uh, Gracie in action videos. I mean, they went high production. This guy, a little bit less. Comic books. Comic books, baby. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. You dude, know why? If you, if you, I were gonna, if I were gonna build a cult. I think comic books would be, especially in the 60s and 70s. Yes, around that time, I could agree. Comic books would be the way to, to do it. Yeah, because now comic books would be a terrible idea. It wouldn't be so bad, dude. Still, like, but back then, it would be either you'd get young impressionable minds mm -hmm. or you'd get adult impressionable minds. Like Either way, great for really, a cult. Yeah, you didn't really get, you didn't really, uh, now you have more everyday readers for sure. No, yeah. I agree, and and um, I don't. I haven't seen an ad in a comic book in so long. Like I haven't even actual... read a comic book in so long. Oh, I have a, I have a Maybe. collection of them. I have a giant collection as well, but I thought I thought you meant modern comic books. Yeah, yeah, no, I've got. Oh, really? Some... I haven't bought a comic in four years. There's some good comics that have been going out, coming out. There's like, a, there's well, you've heard of Image Comics. Mm -hmm. They have a, they come out with great stuff all the time. They have one. Where it's called Airboy. Airboy? Yeah, there was a character from like the 1950s. Mm -hmm. It was like super wholesome. It's like 40s or 50s. It's like super, super wholesome. And his whole thing was like taking out the Nazis or whatever. Yeah. Anyways, the uh, the copyright claim, the copyright was expired on it. So these two. Oh, artists, so they just took it? They just took it and did whatever they wanted with it. And so they're like, basically, it was their excuse to draw like a bunch of penises all over the place <laughs> and like. <laughs> make it super like out there and then they go and like dress up like Nazis and all of it's, it's <laughs> stupid. But anyways, um, yeah, no, there's some good comic books still coming out. I'm still on my journey to own every copy or every appearance of Wolverine. That was my biggest thing. Do you have, are you close? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> well, cause there were, there's like when I first started, there were only a couple of like, you had three series of Wolverine. So there was like, I call them Wolverine one, two, and three. I'm sure that comic book nerds out there would call it something different, but from this time to this time it was, and you could always tell based on the way that Wolverine was, was drawn at the top of the comic book, which did signified which genre or what, you know, year it fell into. Um, because the, uh, first appearance of Wolverine was in a, uh, Hulk, Hulk 88, Hulk 183. So interesting. Shut up. <laughs> Can you hand me that paper right there? This one? Yeah. Uh, I can't. Yeah, I think that, I think like, I gotta I'm willing to bet. Oh, dude. What? I wish that I would have thought, I wish that we had, we should start planning all this like weeks in advance. I could, I, I'll bet you my dad has comic books. Oh, it might have that in it? Oh, shit. In it. You know what I'm saying? Oh, that'd be so cool. If we had... I might have a comic book. I doubt it. With it, I doubt it too. Um, we should... But we had pictures up earlier, this goofball. Here's that. Here's his ad, though. Hulk 180. I think. You ready for this? I'm listening. Here's the ad. Yes. This is the deadliest and most terrifying fighting art known to man. And without equal, it's maiming, 
mutilating, disfiguring, paralyzing, and crippling techniques are known by only a few people in the world. An expert in Denmark could easily kill many judo, karate, kung fu, aikido, and gung fu experts at one time with only fingertip pressure using his murderous poison hand weapons. Instructing you step by step through each move in this manual is none other than Count Dante. The deadliest man who ever lived. The crown prince of death? What? I didn't didn't know he put the crown prince of death. I don't think he's even the... There was like a... Oh, wait. Is that just like a hyphen? Is Is it just understood that he's the crown prince of death? Maybe that's... It's like a, it's like in parentheses. Who the fuck knows? Why? Who gave him? He had oh, his, he own has comic? his own comic book. Count Dante has his own comic book. Dude, I I kind of want to make him sound like he's an idiot, but he's starting to turn he's out starting to be really, kind of cool to me. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm actually gonna get this tattooed on my back. Actually, his picture on my back. <laughs> I want to be a little bit more like Count Dante. <laughs> I want to be on the com- cover of a comic book like that. Yeah, Count um, Johnny. Count Johnny. Count it. That'd be pretty sweet, dude. Um, so what was funny is where he says that um, you can easily kill anybody in judo, basically. Well, he owned like two. He owned those two. Uh, it's it's in this one. He owned those two uh, martial arts gyms, um, one of which was a judo club. <laughs> he said he was one of the only places. Uh, said it was one of the only places in town that took uh, non-black students. Too. Yeah, that or was non-white a, students. Non- sorry, non-white students. <laughs> non-white students. Almost white uh, only is what he said on the on the day. No, uh, no, sorry. Yeah, he owns Chicago Judo and Karate. Yeah. He took so, non-white yeah, he, students. Yeah, they called him. Uh, <laughs> this, he basically became Steve McQueen, right? Um, so yeah, it, it was it was an impressive deal back in the '60s that he was taking African American students. Um, what if it? Okay, way to go, Johnny. Yeah, I screwed. I screwed way to go. Anyways, uh, some of the things that I think that are, I think that's pretty interesting. Uh, the other one is that his favorite technique was the groin slap. Yeah, the, the grab and tear off. But you know what? Again, kind of goes back to an dude, old fire rough style and tumble, we talked about. Baby. I'm just saying the rough and tumble. Dude, that is I a rough and tumble technique. I think he's, dude, he might be our new like mascot. He's one of the homies, you I know? We need to get a picture and put him up in the studio. We should we should do that. As we scroll through, as we go through these people and these different arts, we should start Make a wall of like fame. artwork. I'm going to do a portrait of Count Dante <laughs> and put him up as the Hall of Fame of rough and tumble homies. Boom. Yep. Count Dante. Dude. I feel you, but he named it Monkey Stealing a Peach. Monkey Stealing a Peach. We've all been there. Who hasn't had a monkey steal a peach from him once? I've kicked a couple of peaches. I've never I've never kicked a monkey. I mean, when I was a kid, I, wait. Who's, I wish. Who's the monkey and what's the peach? That's a great question. Why do you, why, I would kick a monkey if it's stealing my peach. Where's I'm not peach? a big fan of peaches. I'd probably be like, that's all right, you can have it, buddy. Well, no, I don't think that you get the... The joke, the innuendo there. Oh, I see what you're doing. Is it because you're? Is it your? Is it your peach? It's a it's a penis joke. (laughs) It's funny because it's a penis joke. He's grabbing your your peach now. Like like, I don't think that's what he meant by that. (laughs) Surely he's more wholesome than that. He, I, I think he meant, and I, I think he's mimicking the fact that a monkey would grab a peach in this manner. It's a very wholesome technique. Oh, like you think the movement, the maybe the movement. 
Yeah, monkey like scoops up a peach. Yeah, oh. he kept talking about slapping it. Who hasn't oh. been slapped on the head of the dick? Dude, that I would put me down. It would. You know what I'm saying? If you had like a perfect little whoosh, Oh, yeah. Boot. It's a very sensitive membrane. People it don't really realize is. that. That was his Stephanie, you want to you want to weigh in on your experience with penises there? Then yes, <laughs> he created the first ball tap. Oh, he go. did create the ball tap. Nice. My biggest question is another was it, reason he should go on the wall. Of yes, homies. it makes me wonder though because my technique when I slap dick is to backhand slap it. I do the old yeah the, the old backhand boom the quick walk by and, and pop yeah. So I'm wondering if it was more of a. I think that this. the monkey grabbing a peach. Well, yeah, is here underneath underhand. Maybe yeah. it's a boom, boom. You flip it over. You think, I wonder if you set it up. like You could go sideways, too. You could, like, bitch slap. Well, you could do the two in one where you come back. You come, yeah, yeah. You go to the right, you slap the dick, and then on the way back in, you grab the peach and pull yeah. it. Yeah. So it's the old. There you go. The old in and out. That's perfect. That, I'm pretty sure that's what he meant. That's good. We um, figured it out. I'd like to, honestly, I'd like to get some of his, uh, his work. I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I'm a big fan of your work. Yeah, he uh, th- they enjoy doing dojo storms. Well, so what I liked most about the one they first talked about the dojo storm is uh, so he was a he was a, he was charged with attempted arson when he and an accomplice known as Douglas Dwyer, and in parentheses it says the second deadliest yeah, the man. Second, alive. I saw that the second deadliest man. Can you imagine his advertisements? Come learn the second most terrifying. I know. Well, it kind of makes you wonder though because this dude died at thirty six. So I wonder if How old terrifying was he? Old Douglas Dwyer woke up one day and was like, "It's my turn." That's a good point. I think he died first, though. I think I think he died. So I, may, I might be thinking out, of uh, you printed out ads of uh, for tortillas, planting a lion, tortillas flying. It's because you did the last one. Oh, I thought that was because that was just showing us an inside look at what you typically look at on your computer. <laughs> okay. It's like. Yeah. There's like a pyramid scheme in here. <laughs> like give thirty five bucks a month, give ten bucks a month. Give a- you get two tacos. What is this? Uh, uh, so there is Dojo Storm. There, I, I, I we watched this video of like a guy that had was like I guess there to help. He had gotten a phone call and from Count Dante. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Hey, we're going over to these this dojo." I want to challenge him to a one-on-one match because they had some beef. And this is the this is the big culmination of the Dojo Wars. I don't know if there was a bunch of other isolated incidents, but this was like the big one. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they go, he's like, all right, I'm down for that. And he's like, I want people there because he's going to have people there. And I want to make sure that it's a one-on-one thing, you know, and like, it's just us. So I want to make sure I'm not stupid, right? Um, so he's like, yeah, I'm okay with that. And we'll... Make sure that you're okay. So then they all show up, and apparently they bust in the door and try to pretend to be cops. Yeah. Which I don't get. Like, this, guy, in- this guy's like, <laughs> I didn't know what we were doing. I showed up in my own car. <laughs> yes. And then... We he, weren't wearing cop outfits. What was the next... Pl- what, like, outside the door, like, okay, guys, just go. Just bear with me. Like, just follow my lead. All right, guys? And then he busts through the door, and he's like... Freeze with the cops and like Chicago PD and everybody behind him was like, "Oh fuck, okay, yeah, right, yeah, we're the cops, guys." <laughs> they uh, they just turned it on immediately. <laughs> just immediately yeah, was like, yo, get on the floor. You heard oh. him. You heard what he said. He said we were the cops. You put heard your him. hands up. Now put him back down. Yeah, uh, I don't. Th- I don't buy that. I think no. he, I think he knew what was going on going into it. 
Anyway, so then uh, as they get in there, obviously a fight's not going to happen. It's a it's a shakedown. Yeah. The police are, are in town. Uh, I don't know what they do there. Okay, but anyways, there. <laughs> somebody pulls out a knife, and then somebody gets stabbed and dies. Are you pulling up something? Oh, okay. Somebody somebody gets stabbed and dies. Um, and then from what I read, I didn't read this here. I don't know if this is what was printed here. From what I'd heard, they basically got a slap on the wrist. Yeah, they did. They got a, they got a stern, like, talking to. That's kind of, I think it even said that, a stern talking to. But uh, because. Oh, we haven't even gotten into, like, how eccentric this dude was. He, oh, I know. He had bought a lion. Yep. And was walking around Chicago with his lion. Uh, yeah, so it says here, um, this individual recalls that Dante was ultimately acquitted, but not before both sides were given a stern lecture by the judge, citing everyone at fault. Like, like who the fuck? And right, then, oh, the best part. I know you like Power Rangers. So, you gotta stop. <laughs> you gotta cut it out. Yeah. Supposedly, Dante was also the master behind mastermind behind a... Uh, a Chicago uh, pure later vault robbery. Oh yeah, that was a four point three million that. dollars were stolen. I really wanted to dive into that. We should, but he died before they could actually, because it said he wasn't actually a suspect, but uh, he was questioned by Illinois grand jury, and then ultimately passed a lie detector test, and then Dante Dor- he he died shortly after that, before the trial. Sorry, uh, which resulted in the conviction of all but one person involved. So he apparently, um, in a karate magazine, tried to. Um, kind of fess up to it. He says that he, he claims I blame myself to a great extent for being responsible for us going over to the Black Cobra Hall. That was the Black Cobra Fighting Society. Yeah, well, it's and that's the other first place they've gone through living hell because of it. He wrote. Um, I mean, that's the the idea that you're gonna go over and like. Who proved anything? I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the fucking point? You, everybody's pretending like, oh, I'm the biggest badass. Imagine if yeah. I was sitting here like, I'm real good at jujitsu, everybody. I'm the best at jujitsu. Don't touch me. And then I come up and stab you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I try to use dynamite to blow up your your gym. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah. True. Good luck. Oh, I did pull. Good. Oh, you did pull a knife on me. Good looking at man. What a callback. <laughs> I did stab Mitch. I am badass at jujitsu. I should have. Should have moved faster. I was thinking today. I was like, man, literally every time Mitch is involved, I lose. <laughs> <laughs> he beat up two men in a liquor store parking lot after they laughed at at the bogus Spanish coat of arms on the door of his brown Cadillac, and then he assaulting another guy who called him a fruit in a bar. Dude, th- none of this is like, is convincing me anything other than he was like a fucking cool guy. Yeah, this guy's not taking shit off anybody. Call me, call me a fruit at a bar, dude. I'll dude, beat your ass. I will assault you. If I want to have a Spanish coat of arms on my Tundra. I know. Like, who cares? The dude drove a Cadillac. Oh my God, I want this guy to be my with, dad. With a Spanish coat of arms. <laughs> Imagine if Zohan the barber was your, was your fucking dad. That'd be awesome. Oh, uh, we do need to, so we've been, I've been meaning to shout this out for a while. We do have kind of a sponsor Dude, that we need did, to shout out. Are you listen just to this. interrupt me with your story? I'm trying to do a, 
sponsored ad right now. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, trying to make us a million dollars. Did you know fucking Joe Rogan made yeah. 30 million? Yeah, yeah, I sent you that article. Oh, yeah. 30 million, bro. Send that money over this way. You don't need all those sponsors. I agree. And uh, we're just as popular. So Dude, and he like, his sponsor's like, yo, you like CBD? Me too. Try this. That's like, that's well, easy. He sponsors his biggest, one of his biggest sponsors is Squarespace, the, the website company that does a lot of his stuff. Uh, and then, Square um, Beep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't say that name. No, because then they have to pay us. Yeah. So um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you I'm go gonna ahead. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to stop you. Right okay. there. I'm going to have you go ahead and finish the sentence. Is that his car? Count Dante's crown prince of death. Oh, my God. Black Pope. Oh, that's a sexy car. No, that's like his actual, actual car. I thought yeah. that was just like the brand of car. That's fucking sick. Um, so before you so really interrupted this, yeah, yeah. this ad, uh, Cruise Combat. Cruise Combat. C-R-U-Z. Uh, a sponsor of mine that has been a sponsor to me since mm-hmm. I was like early, I mean like mid amateurs, uh, mid to late amateurs all the way through my pro career up until now. Um, they've given us a, a, uh, an affiliate link mm. so that to give you guys a discount on their product. So what is, what is the, uh, is it one of those like, um, hashtag no tumble? No. no. Well, I mean like you have a, you have a checkout code, right? So what's the coupon code? I'm going to tell you, but first I want to tell you about their, product? their products. Okay, go ahead. Cause I love their products. I'm actually want to give you. I actually want to. I actually want. Uh, I'm gonna get some shorts. I'm gonna get some more gravitas shorts because they print up our oh, gravitas yeah. shorts and they're fuck, dude. They're the best shorts. I love them. Um, and I'm gonna give you a pair because you love you. them too. Um, and yeah, so you can just rep my gym. Yep. But anyways, they're American made. Everything is American made. I mean, like, whenever I send an order, they're like, I'll send it to the sew room where they are sewing those products together so that they can print up. Whatever I send them, whatever I ask them to print on my shorts, on my rash guards, on my t-shirts, they'll throw on there. I mean, like, absolutely. It's good quality. I've seen your stuff. It's good quality stuff. Dude, it's great quality. So anyways, here's here's the, and we're going to put this out on our our Patreon as well. Um, And we'll probably put it out on our, I mean, I guess if we're throwing it out in here, we'll throw it out on Instagram as well. Might as well. Uh, So, I mean. Yeah, the discount code is rough and tumble, all caps. With the ampersand. The Explain amp- pe- to people what an ampersand <laughs> is. <laughs> the and symbol. The curly the and. Q and symbol. Okay. Yeah, the ampersand. That's what it's called. Oh, I know um, what it is. Okay. I just didn't think anyone else sure. did. Uh, yeah, see, Stephanie thought, didn't know. I yeah. put it the wrong one down. Yeah. She, put the, she put the at symbol. It's <laughs> That's the fair. Amper, it's the ampersand. Which Stephanie's is, like, I heard the ampersand causes cancer. True. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Rough and tumble, all caps with the ampersand symbol, the and symbol. And. Is, uh, yeah. Well, rough it makes sense because we are and. the rough and tumble. Rough and tumble. Podcast. Yeah. Those, those all rights reserved, LLC. Podcast. <laughs> Pod, emphasis on podcast. So you get 15% off of any of their products. Like I said, you can Damn, send son. them artwork. They have some pretty freaking slick uh, shirts, dude. I, I Most of, I'm not wearing anything over there right not. now, of course, but. Mm-hmm. Dude, I've worn their shirts on air. I'll wear some more, and I'll point it out. They have hooked me up for years. They have great patches. They have 
Like anything that you want. You can just throw it their way. And it's a start. It it's a start. Your freaking Instagram handle that nobody cares about. Mm-hmm. And you want to get famous and be an Instagram celebrity? Go give it to them. They'll put it on a patch. You can put it on your butt. And uh, remember, go. you remember Condom Depot? Everybody was yeah. sponsored by Condom Depot. Yeah, I remember that. The other one was the Las Vegas gun store or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember seeing that on everybody's. Those some Man, what a weird time for MMA to go through. But honestly, like, it pisses me off. And it did, of course, it did everybody, the Reebok deal. Mm-hmm. But, like, they created an entire economy. The UFC created yeah. an entire economy for themselves and then just crushed it. I know. Just, like, dude, where's Tap Out been? You know what I'm saying? Like, what's Tap Out been up to? They haven't been doing shit. I thought they were. I didn't know they were still a company. Um, no, you're absolutely right. And then from a business perspective, you would think that allowing your fighters to make income outside of the cage, that gives you more reason to pay them less. Like yeah. you can offer them less money. Yeah. And as long as they know they can make it up in sponsorship, they would take you you're, You as a company make more money because you can pay your fighters less. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's just a silly. How yeah. do you think it? I think Dana White's obsessed with being the NFL. Stephanie, look up um, if you can. The like how much an average bo- like an average boxing bout ticket sales like how much do they make in oh, comparison they, to a, a UFC fight? They oh they make uh I mean they make in the hundreds of millions. So sometimes. you so is it because more people go to boxing matches than UFC fights between pay per views and ticket sales? From what I've been told. So I've been explaining where there's like, yeah, there's just a lot of old money in boxing. Basically, there's just like money. Just, just people just around. all invested in yeah, boxing. I, like, I guess. I mean, like, just I mean, who's the president of the boxing commission? You know what I mean? Like, who who is the Dana White of the boxing world? Mafia guy. Yeah. I don't know. I really don't know much about the boxing commission uh, drama and like the the politics. I know. I mean, like, it's notoriously notoriously been corrupt, especially in the Las Vegas area. Well, I know how much boxers earn. Yeah. Because it just depends on who it is. So, like, um, I mean, I had a boxing coach, um, Danny Smith. He's, I, I've talked about him on the podcast before. He's fantastic. Um, but, I mean, he was, he's, the numbers that he threw out in paydays mm-hmm. uh, just blew me away. He was, to- he was talking about, like, taking me to go spar with people. And he was like, yeah, dude, I mean, like, you can go make some, like, I mean, sometimes you make two to five thousand dollars being a sparring partner for some God of these damn. guys a day. And a I'm day? Like, what? Are you kidding me? And then we were talking about fights, and he's like, "Dude, a pro like a pro debut, you could make a hundred thousand dollars." And I was like, "Dude, sign me the fuck up." I know that's what I'm saying. Screw MMA. So you know, I know that their boxers make a lot of money. Go down a little bit and look at. Uh, there was one that said economic of the uh, economic breakdown of boxing. It was scroll down a little bit on the page. Yeah, but he's right he's making it. Oh yeah, no. The, there's so much more money. They just pay so much better. And that's where I'm just curious. Right like, where, how do they have so much more money than the UFC? Because, I mean, I don't think that they necessarily have more money. I think they just allocate their money differently. Seventy percent of the money, in the case of the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, came from fans shelling out. For a pay-per-view of the bout. That makes sense. So And you gotta remember too, boxing is a worldwide thing. That's yeah, with the Pacquiao uh, fights, the the Philippines shut down. Oh yeah. It's so with uh right there, with a suggested price of, of about ninety dollars, 
and the potential for 3 million or more buys pay-per-view could generate $300 million. And so 70% of the purse came from, from that 300 million. That's just, just, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, so yeah, there's no way UFC is not making that. I don't think they, UFC, they, there's they, no they way. Probably are. You think I they're just, making millions like that? $300 million off of UFC pay-per-views? I think some of them, yeah. You think so? But I, th- I think that they, like I said, I think they just allocate their money differently. I think they're yeah. paying their fighters differently. How m- Like, you don't really see a lot of advertisements for a lot of these cards. You see, like, on HBO, you'll see commercials for their... Well, yeah, and I think it's because specials. they had a deal with HBO. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, HBO is always... Because um, I remember when... Which, again, that's where they get a lot of their money. They don't... Yeah, they don't... Because they, Mike Tyson versus... Um, um, UFC's Evander Holyfield. Long time. Yeah. I w- I watched the Evander. Ho- I watched the fight where Mike Tyson bit off Evander Holyfield's ear. Like I was, I remember being in the living room when I was a young kid. My dad got it on HBO because you could get pay per view back then, and it was such a big deal. And my dad was never even a boxing fan. I don't even know why he was watching it, but I remember I, it was on HBO, and uh, I just remember the huge thing like we're watching it and i'm not really sure what's going on i'm just like all right these two dudes are fighting each other and then it's just like oh god he bit his fucking ear off i remember yeah i remember seeing i think i i remember almost a similar experience yeah, i was watching it because sp- i remember like they showed it like a hundred times in slow motion where he like went in for like a dirty boxing headbutt type situation yeah and then just chomped down on the top i remember of his not ear. understanding what went on like yeah. what happened and being like and my dad being like the dude bit his ear off fucking crazy like, whoa that's nuts that's how my dad did. He's like, that dude just bit his ear off, son. <laughs> did so your dad didn't like your dad wasn't into boxing and not that I could tell. Stuff. You know, it's I weird. I was wishing like my dad was like. So I know my dad Go was get him, son. <laughs> get out there and I don't know. I know box my dad was into martial arts. Like he was really into martial arts when he was younger. Because there's a picture I have. Um, well, it's not on my phone, but I have a picture of my mom um, when she was probably about 15 or 16 and uh, sitting on a bed, and it's an old Polaroid. And in the background on the wall, my dad had his karate belts hung up. Oh yeah, and he had like all the way to like orange or purple or brown or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, he had, he was really into karate. Um, and I know that with me being a black belt in Brazilian jiu jitsu, when I started doing Brazilian jiu jitsu, he seemed to think that was one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. Um, and so he actually a while back uh, last year asked me to send him pictures of me competing and stuff because he yeah. wanted he wanted to have them. Um, but he's never, we've never sat around and talked about it. And I think my dad realizes he doesn't know a whole lot about MMA to have a, a, I think he knows when he's out of his element. Yeah. And so we've never sat down and had a conversation about it, but he always asks me, you know, you still training? When's your next fight? All my family thinks I do MMA, by the way. Yeah. There's not a single person in my family that thinks that the the case with like most people. And I just let them think that like what, yeah, what my mom thinks I do, do, what I actually do. Yeah, they all think I fight MMA. And, I and will that's say, fine. my dad, like, he wasn't, like, super into fighting, but he always took me to go see the Power Ranger movies. And yep. he, he always took me to go see every Jackie Chan movie that came out. We went to go see. What was the first movie you remember seeing in theaters? First movie I remember seeing in theaters. I think it had to have been one of the Home Alone movies. Oh, really? I think the first Home Alone movie. I believe. First the, or second. I saw um, Oliver and Company, which was a Disney movie. And then I saw The Jungle Book and I saw uh, Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy was hardcore for me to go watch in theaters as a kid because that it was it was kind of a oh, uh, Bubba. oh, Bubba's here. Yep. Um, Dick Tracy was like 
rated PG thirteen, yeah. but nowadays would have been totally rated R. I remember seeing Dick Tracy. Yeah, I don't remember if it was in theaters. Yes, yeah, so I'm like I watched Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. and now when I watch Beetlejuice, I'm like, how? Why? What did the you, fuck was wrong I was with me? Yeah. My own shadow, and you were like, here, this is a good movie to let him watch. Yeah, watch this. Ghostbusters was the same. I was like, I was afraid to take a bath after Ghostbusters too because. Because of they, the slime? Yeah, the slime comes out yeah. of the faucet. I remember that. And my mom was like, okay, go start a bath. I'm like, <laughs> fuck that. There was a movie called Critters, which uh, had these like little, small little monster thingies that came out of the toilet. And oh, I uh, I shit my Why pants for a very long time. Why would that a movie? I know. Yeah, I wouldn't take a shit for a long time. I mean, I took shits, but they weren't in toilets. So, yeah. You know, daddy was just going outside. Ugh. Why would why would you think that that's a good movie? Mm-mm. So that brings me on back to uh, the deadliest man alive. Yeah, talking about shit because uh, this guy is the shit. He's I don't see anything. There's nothing that I see in any of this that makes me think anything short of this, this, this guy's a amazing. Badass. Yeah, look, like there's his beard is on point. There's he looks like a tribal tattoo. It does. He, he it looks does. like he tattooed a tribal beard on his face stephanie look up um look up she's um, shaking her head like don't you tell me you fucking <laughs> look up um backstreet boys i want i wish everybody could have been here whenever mitch showed up late again Mm-mm. as usual Mm-mm, we talked about this and came in like he's the goddamn ceo of the business look ready to receive his He's, I'm, I'm an Stephanie after- says, sign here, sign here, sign here. Oh, you just look nice today. <laughs> I immediately get out. I was like, Stephanie, don't you fucking give him that shit. That was all, Johnny got super jealous as to why I was getting all the uh, the VP treatment there. Um, she's like, here's your coffee. You look great. You look great in blue. <laughs> yeah. Have I told you you look great in blue? Um, you showed up late. I didn't. Your definition and my definition of late are different. Um, I'm always. I will not be disrespected in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like waiting on people. So I figure if I'm late, I never have to wait on anybody. It's a it's a form of control is your problem. That, <laughs> you have control issues. <laughs> I took a personality test actually this week, and uh, that was one of my features. Um, your features was that you have control problems? It was one of my... Um, I come with this feature, the, con- <laughs> the control issues feature. They didn't say adding they don't call until them 1987. Issues. They don't, it's called an upgrade. It's an upgrade. They call it fully di- loaded, baby. They, they didn't call depression, it depression, anxiety. You get it all. <laughs> they didn't call it control. They referred to it as dominance, dominance. Uh, which, you know, which some girls find sexy. Yeah. It's a dominant problem. <laughs> a dominance problem. It's a dominant upgrade. Are you mounting people and humping them? So I was reading this one paragraph. <laughs> it's like a female dog humping a male dog's face. I'll show you who's boss. What if we did that? Like as a society. Like I if think you, we kind of do in ways. No, I'm talking about literally, not literally? figuratively. Yeah, I think. I mean, literally kind of all the time. Uh, like, what if I just reacted like Bubba all the time? Like, you walked in, I was like, "Hey, hey, hey, <laughs> hey!" Ah, ah. <laughs> That's the one I was talking about. The one right there. Yeah, yeah. Look. Right, oh yeah. The, yeah she, one that she's cursing over. Which one is that? Is he? That's literally. That looks like what Dante would look like nowadays. Which. There's one of them that's coming to uh, Wild River Country if they get stay the fuck out of here. Yeah, Lance, get the fuck Lance out Bass, of here. The one that was going to go to the moon. Oh, oh yeah, he's not. He was in in sync though. He wasn't in boy. Uh, oh, in, he was uh, in sync. Boys. Sorry. Yeah, I got that mixed up. That's all right. Uh, that's hilarious. He's openly gay as well. Good for him. Yeah, would have been a uh, gay astronaut. Um, 
Not that there's anything wrong with that. I like. <laughs> you just left it at that. We're doing fine. Uh, I like that some of the names of these places are like. There's like Black Dragon Fighting Society, and the other one's like Green Dragon Fighting Society. But it was at the Black Cobra Hall. And this one's <laughs> Japanese Dragon Fighting Society. Yeah. It is. I wonder if dragons are sitting back going, I really wish these white motherfuckers would stop using our yeah. namesake so goddamn much. Dragons are make believe. I all in all, how did he die? He died of a, uh, a, a bleeding internal ulcer. hemorrhaging caused by a bleeding ulcer. Well, it sounds like his uh, poison hand technique kind of took a wrong turn when he turned it. You know, you know what I've always heard. When you point your finger at somebody, you have three fingers always pointing back at you. And maybe his poison hand technique. Oh, I see what you're going fingers there. Fingers pointing so, right back at him the whole time. It talks about how one night. I feel like. Listen, listen. That was good, dude. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> You've already made this enough about you. <laughs> that was a good one, man. <laughs> Give me credit for that one. That's hilarious. I've, I've been trying to tell this one thing on here for like 10 minutes. I've Thank allowed you. you to speak for minutes, for all, minutes on end. All of that to, for that. That's what I was leading up to. Go ahead. Whatever you want to say. This is the worst. Sounded out. No, it's not even that. <laughs> It's every time I want to tell a joke and then you always overshadow my jokes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's not even a joke. It's just a funny story off this article. Okay, go ahead. Okay. So there's a story here where, he, and this is the weirdest way to, to like make amends to somebody because I guess one night Dante and this guy named Cooley, they got into an argument and then Dante took a grazing swipe at his chin that put Cooley in such pain that it felt like his skin ripped off. But here's the best part. So essentially, they got into a fight, and Dante slapped him, bitch slapped him across the face. Oh, son of a... That was your phone. Damn it. And it keeps going through like... It was going bing, boom, boom. I'm sorry, y'all. She knows that I'm in here right now. <laughs> Is that Lizzie? It's Lizzie. Oh, it's hilarious. So, um... What did she text you? It was like, where are you? Yeah. So anyway, basically, Dante and this dude got into a fight. Dante slapped him across the face and it ripped skin off. And then Dante immediately wanted, he immediately apologized and promised to make it up to him by showing him a trick. So he basically says, my bad. I'm sorry I slapped you in the face and ripped your skin off. I'll make it up to you. I'm going to show you a trick. Are these grown adults? And he goes. Tell you what. He pulled the quarter out. No. He said, <laughs> Where's your nose? <laughs> he said, go get your pistol, and I'm going to catch a bullet if you fired at my face. That's how he was going to make it up to him. That's so insane. That was what he was going to do. Dude, you slapped me. Everywhere for that story, too. I couldn't find Dude, it. Dude, it's what it says. You slap me like that, I'm going to go grab my pistol and shoot if you. If you go get your pistol, don't ask me twice. Me. All right. I'll catch the bullet. One of the first things that my coach taught me whenever I learned how to do a tie kick is he said, if anybody ever asks you, to kick him in the leg because they don't think that it would hurt oh, that much. fuck that. You do it immediately. Don't give them a chance mm. to then, like, chicken out or second guess. You just fucking chop at their leg. I still think this. Like, like I'm, I'm visualizing in my head this whole thing going down. 
what a con artist. It's such a weird so, thing, though. What, what was the guy's response? Obviously, just not go get the I game. don't know. It never finishes the story. But like, I just, in my head, I'm seeing this. Like, he's like, he like slaps him. He's like, okay, 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 okay. Admittedly, I lost my temper. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'm going to make it up to you. Go, grab my go get gun. your gun. Go get your gun. Yeah, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Go get it. Go get your gun. Yeah, that's no, no, I can't do it, man. Look, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no. catch it this time. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I told you, I told you, Dante. I told, I'm not gonna get your gun. That's the weirdest shit. I bet he's got the coolest. You remember? Did Go you ever watch that gun. movie, uh, Romeo and Juliet? Which one? The one with Leonardo DiCaprio? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Like the nineties one. You. This is the most nineties movie. It's very nineties, but the actual script itself was right. word for it word, like from word for word. Uh, do you remember their their handguns, their pistols? Oh yeah, those things were. They were fucking slick, gnarly. Dude. Oh yeah, they were super gnarly. That's how. That's what I imagine Dante's. Just going in, and it's like all engraved with fucking dragons yeah. on it and stuff like Tribal that. Tribal shit all over the place. Ivory um, grip handles and all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I this guy, dude. Can you imagine? I bet he's slaying. He had to. If he had, to, how does he not have five hundred kids? So, and here's what's the most interesting part is that uh, there were four point three million dollars. Uh, stolen in a robbery uh, in Chicago, a bank vault robbery. And they were like, what was it? What was it? Three people were convicted uh, and one was missing. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of people think that, that Count Dante was the mastermind. He was the missing person, but he had passed away. So Stephanie, we've got to look this up. Is there any, is there any kind of evidence any other kind of evidence? Were you asleep over there? Do yeah. you look back like, what? Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. There's in. a band <laughs> in San Francisco called Count Dante and the Black Dragon Fighting Society. Oh, that's pretty sweet. That's dope. Um, but is there is there any kind of uh, weight to that story that he was a part of that? I mean, why do they think that he was a part of that robbery? That's something it doesn't talk about. It just, there was... Yeah, there's just nothing. Yeah, I there was nothing out there. Because that's the that, honestly that would be the most interesting part of the whole freaking story, yeah, like how he was associated with like the mob and stuff like that. Because there was a couple of situations where it talked about his that. lawyer was a uh, was a mafia lawyer. His was a mob yeah, lawyer, which is wild. Um, he was yeah he was subpoenaed and uh, in the fall of 1974 and given a lie detector test about his possible role in the heist of more than four million dollars from the headquarters of the Purelator Security. What if he faked his death? So there's there's Talk about that. He could he could have faked his death, dude. He's just, uh. what if what if you get to the point in your life where you're where you're like you know what the right move now is, fake my death. That's the move, right? That's I the think move. that a lot of times, honestly, um, had that uh, pop up this week. <laughs> he said he said in an Take interview <laughs> two months before he died. In an interview with the uh, Sun Chronicle out of Massachusetts to promote the Sunday Bloody Sunday karate tournament, he said, I know. What? I know. This guy's fucking awesome. I know. He said, I just want people to forget me. That was two months before he died. Oh, fucking wild. Fucking poetic. I know. Dude, Johnny Wester's new hero, Count Dante. Do yourself a favor and look up a picture of Count Dante. He's the best. You can get a picture. 
in your head. You know who he looks like? Of what I'm what we're what we're talking about. If you took his facial hair off, he looks like the guy that says, I do I have not free based cocaine. Free based cocaine. <laughs> that's what he yeah, looks yeah. like if you took his uh, facial yeah. hair off. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what he looks like. <laughs> uh the what was the name of it again? The the blood Sunday. The band? Oh no, no, the tournament. Yeah. So it, it was uh it was his last attempt to try to like revive his martial arts career. Uh, and it was in Massachusetts, March 16th, 1975. Um, it said a piece in, a, in official karate in the event titled Sunday Bloody Sunday characterized Keenan as looking bored and concluded that whatever the reasons for this expo, the resulting manifestation was trash. <laughs> Dude, what a fucking baller. Dude, it seems like at the end of his life, he was just like super like he had lived such a baller life that and toward the end of his life. Yeah. And I. You know what? I think he faked his. I think this motherfucker's still he alive. Might have, dude. Yeah, he might have been like just so. You know what? I I read I listened to a YouTube video that was going through uh, the capture of John Wilkes Booth, the mm-hmm. man that assassinated uh, Abraham Lincoln, and which is really interesting story because they have uh, his journals that he kept during that time. So they have a lot of his thoughts, what he was right. going through his mind, and he was like, so he'd noticed. That during his his flee, uh, that the whole country had painted him to be this horrible villain, mm-hmm. and in his mind he was a hero, and he was like, I don't get it. Like these these stories of Romans doing this, and like these things, like um, they're considered heroes, and I'm I'm not. Like this isn't this isn't how it's playing out for me. I know. And then when he was killed, his last words were useless, useless. And so I think like that was him. That was his last words. Was yeah. the word useless? Yeah. That's and legit. I think that's him just saying like all of this was just for nothing useless. Yeah. And uh, well, because they conspired. Like it was a group of conspirators that that planned that. Yeah, and they actually had uh, before uh, something happened to where they changed their plan. Where they're like, now we got to kill him. Right. Um, but before that, they had plans to kidnap him. They had like plans to like, and do what. Low, well, they're gonna hold him for ransom for Confederate soldiers. Oh, which yeah. made sense, right? Yeah, considering what was happening during that time. Yeah, uh, I, something. Isn't happened that crazy? Like the like president a, of the United States, but he wasn't. But there were so many states that weren't in that. Yeah. So literally, not my president, kind of thing. Yeah, and uh, I mean, like at the time, people were like, I mean, I think people are getting close to that now. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, he there's, was a, he there's was acquitted group, today. There's a group of people in the nation, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say whether I agree or disagree. But there's a group of people in the nation that believe if Donald Trump were assassinated, that that person that assassinated them, him would be a hero. I don't argue that you're right um, because of the world that's currently in existence, but I think that would be a bad move. Yeah, it would you know, cause it would cause chaos. The reaction that would come from the other side. But that was but that was the react that was the exact right. Uh, that was exactly what John Wilkes Booth wanted. What do we got here, Stephanie? Black silk gi. Oh, oh man, yeah, it just looks like pajamas. He had a black silk gi. Hold on. Are those if buttons? I think he's just wearing a pajama suit. If you look at this one. Oh, I see. It's the monkey grab. Look at him! Oh yeah, he's doing it. He, we were right. We had it right. It's he's right doing it from the, the side. He Again, is going side. Smart guy. Angles. Smart guy. Yeah. You got to cut angles. Yep. You're not getting punched in the face when you're grabbing somebody's dick like that. Yeah. He's blocking that over. Or is he? Oh, he's grabbing him. At he's the grabbing throat. him by the throat. Oh, it's a two-handed boom, grab. Boom. Boom. Okay. I okay. see. I see. 
I like it. I hear you. I'm gonna I'm gonna practice that tomorrow. So it's left hand on the throat, right hand on the dick. Yeah. Got it. Here, swing this stick at me. Yeah. <laughs> Shabak, yeah. Yeah. All right, that's <clears throat> that's later. <laughs> uh, all in all, I I can't. There's nothing else to say about him. You Dude, can't I went me. into this honestly. I was like, this guy's gonna be a fucking joke. And the whole time I was reading, I was just like, I'm not seeing the this comedy. Guy is so cool. Everything I'm reading, like he, he's and he knows at the end. He's he the victim. It. He yeah. All along, he's the victim. He was like, He's I just want people to like, forget about me. Dude. I like the bull part. Oh, oh when he was driving around with the bull? I forgot about that. Oh, there, this guy named Bob Calhoun, the one that has the band, Count Dante and the Black Dragon, the Black Dragon Fighting Society. He's not related to the family or anything like that. In fact, um, Dante's estate and students have actually sent like cease and desist orders to Calhoun. I know what that's like. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I'm showered with cease and desist letters. <laughs> I'm so tired of Every them. Day. Ugh. From the. <laughs> Look, we will gladly mention their names when they decide to collaborate with us. I think honestly, like I, I want them to collaborate with us. Thing. It'd yeah. be the coolest thing ever. It would, dude. Uh, dude, it's 2020. All right, you know what yeah. I'm saying, like. Ladies, take care of your man. Otherwise, another man will. That's right. what I read the other day on Instagram. Yeah. And I feel like that's uh, that that pertains to right now. But honestly, dude, like, why why can't people just like get along? At the end of this article, what's all? Is that a pyramid scheme <laughs> that she's pitching? <laughs> if us? you give thirty five dollars and then give another ten dollars and then give five dollars, it's a one time donation. Honestly, what is that though? Is that like a no? Name? It's uh, every dollar you give helps fund the experience. Diverse journalism. Uh, it's just a thing where you can contribute to the Chicago. Um, you hid that advertisement in there, didn't you? We are not. <laughs> you knew he'd read it. <laughs> Mitch will read anything on the teleprompter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, it said the story has discos, Rush Street, and pet lions. You can't write this shit. It's it's beautiful. He's story. dead, and we're still talking about him. He did what he set out to accomplish. He's dead and he's still the deadliest man alive. Yeah, you can't. Nobody came in. How do you fucking. Well, I don't know. This That's other, also more proof that he faked his death. How can you be dead and be it. the deadliest man alive? That's true. Wait a minute. What if it's the deadest man alive? Deadest. We've been reading this wrong uh, the entire. Oh, it is. It it's is. The it's the deadest man it's alive. It's D E A D E S T. My bad. We fucked that up. <laughs> yeah. This whole the time. life and death of the deadest man. <laughs> <laughs> he was dead the whole time he was alive. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> That's weird. And it says here that um, he was in the works for doing a movie with um, M. Night Shyamalan. What? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it, was, it was a couple of rough titles were called I See Dead People. And then they, <laughs> I guess they finally settled on Sixth Sense. I don't know. <laughs> He's been dead the whole it time. Up his, uh, <laughs> don't mess with the Zohan. That's what it ended up being. Like, <laughs> it almost became a, a Hollywood hit until Adam Sandler got a hold of what it. What if it started off like a super serious movie and then just snowballed? Adam Sandler somehow got involved. That happened. Like, Guys, um, what if we did this? Well, that movie with uh, James Franco that he did the remake of it. Um, oh, yeah. The, the worst movie. Ever. Yeah. But it was about that movie. Yeah. Um, What's the name of that movie, Stephanie? 
The Disaster? Yeah. Was it, no, it was called The Disaster Artist was the name of the movie that they did. Yeah. But the original movie was called... I don't remember. I don't either. But it, so I watched it. Oh, oh yeah, you it talked about it. It is terrible. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it is funny at the same time because when you when you realize that um so he essentially james franco's character the, the guy that, that we're going to learn about here in a second when he, she gets the name and stuff but um he was just tired of not getting parts in hollywood yeah and he had a mysteriously large amount of money called the room the room mm -hmm. and who was the actor that who wrote it who wrote the room Tommy Wiseau, yeah. And uh, he owned a uh, 501 jeans company on the beach in, in, there in California. Um, but nobody knows where he got all his money because he the disaster or the uh, the room itself, the movie The Room, um, it costs like almost a million dollars to make. Then he personally funded it. Dude, I can kind of relate with that guy though. I mean, like, I feel it. Okay. I've always, like, I've always felt like, you know what? I can't rely on this person to do this for me. I'm just going to do it myself. I'm just going to do it myself. That was on my personality test as well. Really? Yeah. Is that you do it yourself? Or? Yeah. He uh, took a personality test. It's <laughs> he does have a personality. That's what they determined. That, that was the test. It was either, it was a positive or a negative. They don't it's, know where it is, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. We're still trying to find it. Yeah. Um, but, um, was it in Cosmo? Mm-mm. -mm. Yeah. <laughs> Why'd you shake your head like that? So, mm -mm. I don't want to say. It was in Girl Magazine. <laughs> I was in a waiting room at a doctor's office. <laughs> Is that true? Is that really No, that's not uh, really. That's not true. You, I took a legitimate personality test. It was Women's Daily. Yeah, I took a Women's Daily. Yeah. Uh, well, well I can tell you right now, ladies, uh, if you want to know how to please your man, I got <laughs> yeah. some advice for you. None of those are, are right. <laughs> ladies. They're not. Don't listen to that. Mm -hmm. I I one time experienced uh the perineum. Is that that's like the when you somebody puts their finger in your butthole? That somebody tried to. And I said no. You get out of there. He said nope. Get out of there. Said, that's for that's oh, for we read it in Cosmo is the per, 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 You get you get your finger away from this butthole. The yeah. only thing it's good for is, is wiping and pooping. Yeah. <laughs> it's only exit only. Uh now the I forgot what we were talking about before that. Find a find a uh, a Cosmo personality test. Oh wait! Oh, did you take like the HT? No, it's, it's called PPD. INTFJ or whatever. Mm -mm. It's called PPD. Basically, it asks you a series of weird questions. I had to do it for my job, yeah. and uh, it gives you three example. It gives you three printouts. One is who you really are. The second one is how you view yourself. And then the third is how others view you. And yeah. it, it asks weird questions like um, it would ask questions about me, you know, like blah, 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 blah. And then it would ask questions about what do I expect out of other people? Right. And I found that I was way more objective in my in my opinions about what I thought other people should do for me. You know, because when I was answering some of the questions, it was like, do you think that people should be on time? I'm like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> that was an accidental joke. That wasn't, that wasn't supposed to be that joke. But um, or the things like, um, do you think people should care more about their jobs than they do? And I, when I answered the question about what I think, I, I thought people should think whatever the fuck they want to think about their job. Yeah. But when I was asked about when the question was, what do you do you think that your job and your status is important? I said, yes. So it's kind of weird because the way I view myself versus the way I expect other people to behave, 
I'm very objective about other people's behaviors, but I'm very um, strict about my own behavior. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. Uh, um, it, I've always been interested in what other people think of about me, especially about just from like, I wish I could just get in people's mind like when they first see me. Like, what is your what was your thought whenever you first just saw me in a room? Mm. What did you? What kind of person did you think that I was? I, I thought you'd why. be somebody cool to hang out with. And I, I thought I spent years thinking episode. of a way to. Uh, well, you mean to stop saying it, Johnny? No, is that what you want me no, to do? I don't. <laughs> I'm saying this is a weekly ego boost for me. Go on. <laughs> this is another one of our segments. <laughs> so we've got two segments now. Yeah. One was uh, the first one is the thing is the thing Mitch. is this with Mitch, and then the other one with Johnny is. Uh, no, go ahead and tell me again. <laughs> this is what it's called. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna tell you again. No, that's the name of the segment. It's, it's Johnny. Is it the segment is no go ahead and say it again. I don't get the joke. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanna ruin all <laughs> that's your that's your your the so worst gonna, the worst way like Johnny's gonna bully me the entire episode is basically the, just yeah. said <laughs> if you ever like this I, I know you haven't done this, but uh or I'm assuming you haven't, but like my one of my favorite things to do when I was like younger and we would just like just be terrible to your friends. Yes. Is uh somebody would say something that they're like, you know they're they're expecting a laugh out of it. Right. And you just look at them and go, Grow up. Grow the fuck up. And dude, it makes that person like shrink inside themselves. It does. Or um, Valentine's Day is coming up. If you go if you just go, mm mm. Oh yeah, you looked up Cosmo. <laughs> what is it? Is it a is it a survey? One of the tests are how popular are your anal sex habits. Let's do Ooh, it. Oh, do it. Let's do it. <laughs> we'll do it. Let's do it. If it's a, if, I don't have, I don't have any anal sex habits. I don't either. Thing. So that's why I want to do it, because I want to see what they say. My, how is. do you create habits at anal sex? <laughs> no. That's so weird. How do, do you have like? Is there rituals? a bunch of ways you can do it? Do you burn? Um, yeah, I incense have to burn embers? incense before every time. Is it like a legit? Like, does it have questions? Okay. Okay. Have you ever tried anal? Yes. Yeah. Wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Which direction? I've done it to other people, women. I've done it to women. I, just, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say that I. I've done it. I've been asked to do it. There was. I was involved. Uh, yeah. Shit. Consensually. Okay. Well, this would be an attorney involved. if it was a woman saying. Yes. Okay. Okay. We're, we're gonna, gonna say, pretend. We're gonna say yes because we're. we're yes. Yeah, we're on the we're on the other side. Or you can answer it. Okay, I think no, actually, good. Stephanie, you have to answer it. Eighty-six. I don't have to answer. <laughs> That's true. Oh, by the way, I realized that I pay for a Patreon, so I'm actually paying you guys to work. Oh, with. you're shit. welcome. You, you do pay for Patreon. We'll oh. probably we'll probably give you that back for free. Yeah, we're not gonna give you your money back, but we'll just stop charging you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, eighty-six percent have. Of course okay, they have. I would expect that. Yeah. If they're taking a test about anal sex. Yeah, they've at imagine... least considered it. If what? not, would you try it in the future? Well, yeah. Yeah, of course. But we did. So Your that option doesn't... is never say never or nope, it's not for me. Never say never. Yeah. No. That's what uh, Goonies never say die. That would be 92% are willing to give it a go. Uh, yeah. So then why am not more not done it then? Mm. Why? That if... is a Almost one hundred percent. Almost one hundred percent of the women when, said, "I will totally give it a shot." If, but what's stopping you? My question is, why every time I ask, they tell me no. Yeah, where's the ninety-two percent at? Nine. Yeah. Okay. What's the next question? 
Next. What's the number one reason you have or would try anal? Curiosity killed the cat. Oh, yeah. Curiosity. No. Yeah, dude. Well, it's to see if it's pleasurable for myself or to please my partner. See, see if it's pleasurable, pleasurable for myself. <laughs> That's why I did it. Yeah. <laughs> there's, listen. 71%. There's nothing that involves my penis that doesn't also involve myself. That's true. If I keep it, you know, if I send my pants, there's other things that can go on that are, are fine, but like you know I'm saying like, all right, good. If you've discussed anal in your past with a partner, who brought it up first? Me. The man. Yeah, Me. every time. Every time. Yeah. They have. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That'd be 51%. Whoa. 51% really? said that they brought it up? That, yeah, that yeah they brought it up. Even it's half and half. That's half and half. The girl. It was forty nine percent women said, yeah they. They, they brought it up. Nailed it. Wow. Would you prefer prefer to prepare for anal, or just dive in when you feel your adventure? I think it's a. I think it's a. I think it's a moment thing. I think it's in the you middle of a moment. Yeah, thing. You, you should probably prepare for that. Well, yeah. What do you think Count mm-hmm. Dante would do? Mm-hmm. I think that he would have like a heart shaped bed and like oil. Oh yeah. Jellies. Your option is preparation never hurt anyone or spontaneity seems hotter. Spontaneity does seem hotter. And the times that I've had it's true, yeah. the butt sex, it has been one of those situations where it's like, mm, I'm pretty close. Might as well go ahead and do She's this. Like, I had a big buffet yesterday. <laughs> took a big dump this morning. Most people choose to prep themselves. What the fuck? Yeah, I would think that there'd be So here's my question. Okay, no, no. The oh, first time. I wouldn't want someone to go no. But no, I get it. I get it. You're not wrong about that. But here's the thing. That's a woman answering that question. Okay. So here's, let's talk about that for a second. Okay. Two guys just said, well, I said spontaneity, right? Like in the, it, it you, is hotter, but I would okay. say I understand the preparation. Okay. Well, that makes sense. so it, it, in this moment, pretend like you're not being objective, right? You're being, um, I don't know where that one came it from. It wasn't me. Right. Okay. Nailed it. So with that, okay, so the women were saying, oh, we got to prepare. And the men are saying, no, let's just do it in the midst. So if if that's the case, then how many women are uh, preparing for that without the assumption that it's going to, like just saying, you know what, this could happen tonight. So I'm going to put a little Vaseline around the ring. (laughs) Just split it at the top of the crack. (laughs) By the end of the night, it'll, it'll reach fall the hole. Down. Yeah. And, or, uh, or is it like old baseball players around last call? You know, like the baseball players used to put uh, Vaseline under the builder hat to throw sliders and stuff like that. So does she like on a bra strap? She has a little bit of Vaseline. So when she's like, this, it's time. And she pops it off and puts it on I there. I think that Vaseline will go away. And it just I don't know much about Vaseline. Like oily. Uh, yeah, that's why it works so well. Well, I think sweat also, works the best. So. <laughs> There's also you could there's like plugs and stuff you could put a pop a cork. But it in goes. It. <laughs> are you saying? Are you saying plug it and then go to the date like that? Yeah. And then girls do that. Do no, they don't. Yeah, they do. You're a lot. You've seen it. I I can only assume you've seen it. Otherwise, you wouldn't be saying so with certainty. I'm not gonna say that I saw it, but but girls, you know someone girls do it. Most most. No, I would say most girls do it. Some what are you girls? looking at me? Why is everybody looking at me? Girls do it. It's a thing. They put butt plugs in their butt and go on a date 
in yeah. hopes and with the uh, with the potential situation Did, that he's butt sexing. Have you ever watched Pornhub? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's real girls, right? Those are real people, right? Those are home videos, all yeah. of them. <laughs> he said it was his sister. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, get out of here, stepdad. That's a thing. Like, I mean, like maybe it's like a young young people. I, may, yeah, I'm never heard of it. I've heard of people putting. You're such like a dad right now. You're like, I've never heard of it, son. I just never couldn't even imagine it. Never heard of it. No clue what you're talking about. Tinder, t- what Tinder? <laughs> Tinder? You're starting a fire? I totally forgot. My son listens to this podcast. Um, yeah. Well, is that the, is that what that was the end of the survey? There's a there's a time that I just went off track on that question. Yeah, went off track. Well, I just was curious well, to see. Well, the other question I already knew the answer is: Have you ever discussed anal sex with your friends? I put yes. Well, Currently. we're doing it right now. Currently. So <laughs> uh, the next question: Have you ever tried other forms of butt play? Anal beads, finger up the butt, or butt plugs? Oh, there we go. Okay, so I've never done anal beads. No, I've never done a butt plug. I. I have in the past have someone think it was okay to put a finger in my butt without talking to me about it. Yeah. I've had and I shut it down. It. Yeah. I shut it down. So that would be you tried it. Mm-hmm. I get highly sensitive if you get anywhere past the sex. I'm going to tell you right now. This My sphincter is strong enough. I could clip a fingernail. So yeah. like if you tried to go and I, I'm going to clip a fingernail and that's a warning. Because if your finger goes in there, the tip of the finger is coming up. Oh, oh, oh. We have to look this up. Somebody showed me this and said, they legitimately said, I feel like this is something that you would do. I, I kind of, not you. Oh, okay. Like, you. Specifically to me, but yeah. I think like just in general to the podcast. <laughs> Apparently, your testicles, your sack mm-hmm. has taste buds that Get- connect to your tongue. No. If you dip it in something like soy sauce, Mm-mm. they're lying. Mm-mm. There's YouTube videos of guys trying it. And yeah, and what swearing. are they doing? They're like, oh, I yeah. can totally taste the soy they're, sauce. They're swearing that you can. Get the fuck out. I'll do it I when think I get that's home. The, that's the YouTube challenge. That's, that's, that's going to be, that's like the new YouTube challenge. You know, so we went like, from Tide Pods and to soy sauce. <laughs> and uh, light it on fire. Does anyone it's else taste the second thing that comes up? It just first. says. Yeah. There's no taste buds on balls. That's not a true thing, though. There's no way. They swear. Is there any? Why kind would of God science? put ta- taste buds on your balls? Like, where is it so that like that? Did ancient cavemen go around and just before they ate food, they just rubbed their nuts Bring on? Bring these oranges it? up. Yeah. What was the evolutionary? That makes no sense. What are they doing with those oranges? Bring I like up. how Stephanie like ran out of the way whenever she could just run it up to the, the monitor. <laughs> She's like, I gotta get out of the way so you can see. Taste buds that can detect Testicles. sweet flavors and, and they're buds. essential for reproduction. Get the wow! Nope, not true. Another thing, there's a whole Reddit taste, community have taste receptors. So should so should we dip our nuts in something? I think you guys need to Here's the thing: nutsack in, in some Mm-mm. orange juice or soy sauce. I will. Yeah, I'll do it. I love orange juice. I'll do orange juice is like my favorite. You have any orange juice here? I don't think so. I don't think so. That'll That's going to burn. That's that'll just going to be our be next bad. Patreon video. Why is it stuff like why is it acidic stuff? I think this is a joke. This is how you this is how you burn your nuts chemically. Lemon juice. Yeah. Let's get it. You can only taste lemon juice, orange juice, soy sauce. Go bigger, go home, pussies. <laughs> uh, the uh, That's ridiculous. So there's a there's a subreddit like a whole community and I can't figure out maybe I've talked about this before. I can't figure out if it's like some fetish 
or what it is. What is it? It's called shower oranges. Shower oranges? What do they do with those? They just drink orange juice in the shower? No, they just take an orange in the shower. Mm. No, here's my guess. Is either it's like everybody's trying to troll. That's what it is. Everybody. That's what it is. Or because of how messy they are when you peel them, you just peel them in the shower. Mm, I see where you're coming it just from. Washes it washes all off. I see where you're coming from. Um, what if like you taste it better in the shower? What you got there, Steph? Testicles are out. I told you. It's a scam? No, you cannot taste anything with your testicles. Damn it. But here's the truth. But your butthole can. <laughs> <laughs> that just in. <laughs> yeah. You would be able to taste with your bladder, your lungs, and your intestines. How do we get to those? <laughs> Which goes back to the survey yeah. that we were having earlier. How can I put some oranges on my lungs? I thought how do you how do we get to the intestines? Yeah. <laughs> mm I knew I was right. You know why? Because I've taken Epsom salt baths before. And I feel like I would have tasted salt on my mouth. That's true. That's very true. Because like you get yes. in the ocean, you can Nobody. taste that. Ugh, have you tasted ocean water? Oh yeah, Ugh. it's the worst. I mean, you get you'd be able to taste that through. There's your nose, yeah, you sure. would taste it in a sec. What does it say? I'm done with yeah, go ahead. What you got? I'm What's the next question? So many viruses on my computer after this. Which do you prefer, anal leakages or rim jobs? Or Wait, what? Anal leakage? <laughs> yeah, what is that? Angle- oh, analingus. Angolingus. Angolingus. It's it's licking your butthole. Linguini? You know, like cunnilingus is licking your vagina or licking or a vagina, not yours. Penetrative butt play. Oh, so so analingus, uh, penetrative butt play, and what was the other one? That's it. Or rim jobs. Rim jobs. You know what rim job is? Like like this finger around the butthole. No, I think that's just when you lick the butthole. Oh, just you just well, lick isn't it. Isn't that isn't that? Anal, anal link, linkage. No, anal, anal lingus. You know what? I'm not 100 percent sure because I think you're. You have to like tossing the salad. Yeah. What is a rim job? Look it up. What's a no? I'll look it up. I'll look it up since I don't want to put that on Johnny's phone or on Johnny's uh, (laughs) computer. Uh, yeah, don't put that on computer, please. Uh, I don't know what the difference is, but I think a rim job is. Dude, it's. 2020, everybody's licking buttholes. I'm saying not everybody. Would you I'm looking give at give or receive. Give. Wait, hold on. Go back. I I didn't give my answer. I might surprise you. <laughs> Johnny, would you like to give or receive? Oh wait, wait, no, no, no. I was talking about the other question. No, the I'm, one about are we licking buttholes or not? Go oh, back. it says right here. A rim job is the act of kissing and licking someone's butthole. Yeah, I'll lick a butthole. I don't care. Now it makes me wonder what analingus is. Then what's the difference between a rim job and analingus. Your tongue has to go penetrate. in the butthole. Anal. An, how do you spell analingus? I'm gonna cut a slit A-N-A-L-I-N-G-U-S. in my. A n l i n g u s. Just like cunnilingus, but for your. That's not. A, I don't usually use the word cunnilingus. Like if I want to. <laughs> uh yeah. You penetrate the bee hole with. It says rimming. They calls it rimming. Oh, there's health line. It's this on a health website. (laughs) Fifteen facts about safety and how to do it. (laughs) And how to do it. Everything you need to know about rimming. The last one will will shock you. Okay, what's the next question? All right. Well, y'all. Giving or receiving? Giving. Oh, you can suck a butthole. Apparently, to this. (laughs) Suck a butthole. (laughs) What? It says. Yeah, it says analingus includes licking, sucking. 
kissing, and other pleasurable acts. What are you trying to get out of there? I know. Who's? Ooh. We know what comes out of those. I'm going to blow on Put it back in. <laughs> Is anal sex something you have regularly? No. no. <laughs> Y'all sex isn't something I have regularly. That's hilarious. Oh, that's good. That was a good. That was a good survey. I'm glad that we did that. Today. I know. Um, <laughs> that's all on Count uh, Monte Cristo, <laughs> Count Dante, Raphael, uh, John Timothy Keehan. Keehan is his Christian. Because that name. was his Irish Christian name. Seriously, look up a picture of this guy, dude. He's the best. I'm gonna post it as the actually. Oh yeah. I'm gonna post the newspapers as our as, as work. Yeah. This uh, his face will go on our Instagram for sure. Dude, this guy is just so fucking cool, so suave. He's been the best one because remember when we covered when we covered um, the Canadian martial art and the guy who yeah, created it was that a, guy was such a loser. He was a douchebag. None of the none of the martial arts that we that we've covered have we found like just a fucking cool dude. Cool character. One of the stories. Stephanie's he, acting like she found us a good a good survey. What do you got? Take. <laughs> it's what's your sexual position like, you? Ooh. Yeah. You have to look so, at the pictures. I'm gonna give y'all a a word. Y'all okay. have to tell me which definition it is. Okay. Teabagging is crouching. Someone, oh, I'm sorry. Someone placing their scrotum into the mouth or yes. onto the face, forehead yes. of another person. Okay. Someone trying their balls, tying so not trying, tying their balls so that the balls look like a small bag. <laughs> oh, it's oh. Oh it's my! A, it's obviously A, but I like B. B is it has my attention. Ten percent thought. Ten percent. Yeah. You know what? Those are all the chicks. They too. also call that a San Francisco bird feeder. <laughs> <laughs> the old Kentucky okay. shuffle. <laughs> Go ahead. Cosplay is dressing up as a character from a comic book, movie, etc., and taking on their persona. Or. or Sexual play that centers around the use of makeup, beauty, and makeup and beauty products. I know that it's A, but B also sounds like it's a I part wanna of A. I want to know what the other ones are. Like, is there a thing where they're? I know they're doing that with makeup and stuff. It's like the. Uh, what is that? What is, is it? Yeah, what would be the name of that? They, what are they doing? With? I think that's just called porno. Oh. They just called porn. Makeup, makeup <laughs> tutorial porn. That's what it is. There's some guys just jerking off to Dude, some chick putting on makeup. Before they have makeup tutorials naked on Pornhub. Oh man, that's the that's it's honestly, gonna be a thing. That's honestly fucking it's brilliant. If it's, it's not already out there, let me look. You want you, you want your boyfriend to start learning about makeup and get interested in the same things you are? <laughs> Holy shit, that would that would make millions. Go ahead. Okay. The Venus butterfly is. Oh, I don't have a fucking good. clue. I can't wait to hear it. All right. Is it A, giving someone cunnilingus and then fingering them at, uh, at the same time? <laughs> okay. I'm with you. B, when someone tenses and Look, releases there is one. Their, okay. Someone tenses or releases a makeup tutorial on Pornhub. Floor muscles during sex to clench and loosen their vagina around. So is it... Going down on them and fingering them at the same time. Or <laughs> doing kegels while doing sex. 
That's a Venus bu- butterfly. It's gonna be the Kegel one. It has to be the Kegel one. What's the name of it again? The Venus butterfly. I think it's. I think it's. A. I think it's Kegel. No, I think it's the Kegel one. The Venus butterfly. Yeah, watch. You'll see. Mitch knows what he's talking about. You know what it is? It's actually it has to do with the makeup tutorials. It's, <laughs> it's called a Venus butterfly because it's like a caterpillar. It's when an ugly girl goes in and puts a, a bunch of makeup on and comes out a butterfly. She's bird. What was the answer? Oh, they don't. They just tell me. Oh, they 57% think it's Kegels, 43%. Told you. Well, because the Kegel means you're yeah. sucking, you're making the tooth tighter. And then like a Venus flytrap. How is that? But that wouldn't be a butterfly. It looks like a butterfly. Would it? A vagina does. But if you were down and then like. No. No, the Venus flytrap piece to that is the Kegel part. You guess. That's they look like roast beef sandwiches. It's a butterfly. Yeah. What's well, consequence called the Venus butterfly? Venus uh, butterfly trap. Okay, moving on. What <laughs> edging is Mm-mm. delaying an orgasm with the goal of yes. having more intense one, or B, sex where the receiver lies on the edge of the bed, couch, and chair, <laughs> as the giver stands. Edmund Kemper stands. B is so stupid specific. Like I know. Edging. Move to this point of the couch. <laughs> 80% agree with Johnny. Yeah. Oh, Lord. A cream pie is. Oh, <laughs> my God. Whoa. What the fuck? Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> yes. A, when the semen visibly <laughs> drips out of the vagina. This is sex education right anus here. after someone ejaculates <laughs> in it. Or B. When a guy ejaculates in his partner's mouth and his partner spits it out and smears <laughs> it on the guy's uh, face. Before we answer this, I just want to give you Whoa. the uh, congratulations for making the most uncomfortable. This is the most not safe for work episode <laughs> we have ever done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're welcome, John. 100. We're going to have to put two NSFWs. <laughs> two of them. So... What's the name of it again? It's A. It's A. Just move on. <laughs> Just move on. It's A. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> that's, that's a thing. Uh, I'll never be uncomfortable on my own goddamn podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it gets better? A pearl necklace. Oh, we know what that one is. Yeah. Or you want me to say it? No, I can tell no, you when he put the when he put the pearls on her necklace. Yeah, everybody knows that that's that's when um says, that's when Rose from the Titanic. Wait. <laughs> or is it a trick question that doesn't have a sexual meaning? A pearl necklace is a necklace made of pearls. Nailed it. That's what I'm going with. Yeah, it's classy. You ever see Lisa from The Simpsons? Mm-hmm. March too. Those are the weirdest ads. Can we talk about who is clicking on those ads? Oh, the ones with the Simpsons like, humping. It's like Meg from Family Guy getting I know. boned or something. I've watched a, cu- a couple of them. Just Have out of you curiosity. Really? Yeah, Have you clicked on them. They're full episodes. They're like thirty minutes long. What? I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I <was> like, no. <laughs> I haven't watched it. A facial is. Oh, we know this one. Moving on. Yeah. Bareback. Nailed yeah. it. The shocker. Dude, yep. come on. Cosmo, we can do better than this. Weak a rusty trombone. Yeah, we know yeah. that one is. 
This is, this is apparently we are no stranger to sexual maneuvers, and we get a standing O. Ooh, go us. We're smart as fuck, dude. Yeah, we are. Um, I'm like, dude, I, I'm a pretty cool guy. <laughs> <laughs> I know things. <laughs> um, can we wrap this episode up? Yeah, bro. Dude, if you if you made it this long, oh god, to the treat that we just gave you. After Count Dante, uh, the handsomest and deadliest man alive, uh, then congratulations, because that was a wild ride. Stephanie took us on some twists and turns. Yeah, she did. She, I'm pretty excited about that. She nailed it. This is That was a good one. Yeah. Um, dude, that's that's good. I love having a producer. Yeah, me too. I Big shout out to our producer slash Stephanie. research She's agent. also our, no, it's research assistant. Research assistant. I love how you've been calling it research agent because you misread what somebody posted on. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what somebody, I thought somebody else said something. And so I'd been looking for a research agent on this whole time. Google. And it just brings up Smithsonian ads. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so research assistant. Yeah. She did a killer job. Assistant, um, assistant to the regional. She's the assistant manager. to the assistant regional general manager. Uh, killed it on it. Uh, we got big news, big stuff coming. And uh, 2020 is already shaping up. To yeah. Be fucking huge. More guests coming down the pipe. Um, we, we're starting to kind of schedule them out. We've got a guest scheduled for the uh, episode that should be coming out on the 24th. Uh, you guys have to stick around to, to see what that one is. Um, also, guys, the the audience participation has gone down. I want you guys to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We're going to give them a lecture. Listen, sit down real quick. listen, look, you know, I'm not mad. Dude, I'm not going to I'm not going to blame it on our audience because I'll be real. I'm not the most. I'm not the best at keeping up to date with our Instagram. Well, that's why we have a producer. All of that, but we do have a producer now. We give us some ideas, guys. Give us some ideas. Give us some questions. Um, we had. Uh, oh wait, wait, wait. Micah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Micah did. Uh, one of our our uh, contributors. Um, he's a, a veteran as well. Um, he actually works with one of my morning students actually. Um, and you know he 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 talked about the idea of putting together an all. Uh, military tournament uh, here in Arkansas. Obviously, there's some issues with that, um, but you know he, the idea was a good idea, and and we don't have anything like that here because um, I'm in the Air National Guard now after being on active duty. This individual is also uh, in the Army National Guard, and so um, the idea of having like an all guard tournament uh, here in Arkansas. There's there's three, there's two Air Guard bases, the 188th and the 189th. I belong to the 189th, and then there's multiple, a couple of Army. Camp Robinson, I think uh, there might be one other army unit around here. So there's there's the uh, possibility for it. Plus, the difference between the Air Force and the Army is that the Army, everyone gets Army combatives. Everybody, no matter who you are, you get Army combatives at multiple stages of your career. The Air Force is moving in that direction, but right now you only get it at basic training, OTS, which is Officer Training School, or at the Air Force Academy. Um, so most of the guys in the Air Force who train combatives have a jiu-jitsu background, whereas with the Army... Some of the, there's guys who that's all the martial arts training they have, and they're pretty good. They, and they, they, they practice combatives often, which is centered around jujitsu. But, um, so it'd be interesting. And they have, they have those all army tournaments. They have those, you know, the whole nine yards. So it's something we can look into. Um, but his rule set probably wasn't going to go over well, which was basically like MMA. Yeah. His rules were basically the Kumite. So he, which would, uh, I also do be awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Count so Dante drops in from the top right. Oh my God. That would, you know what? You know what we should, we could do that, man. We, sh- I bet he's got a, he's, 
he's got to be following beard like that yeah he's got to be following his um his instagram i know that count dante's out there still looking at his what's happening you know yeah okay well we've been trying to wrap this up for forever now so Mm. uh that's it for this episode and make sure you follow us on instagram check out our youtube our patreon we've got t-shirts for sale right now um, we've got more t-shirts coming out in the future mm-hmm. uh, and we'll continue now to be able to put out uh, merchandise we'll be putting out a website this year where you can purchase those through right now you'll just have to hit us up on instagram though um, and then we've got spotify itunes on the podcast app and that's about it so see you guys later see ya